Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett from Lifter LMS, and I'm joined today by a special guest, John Doherty from Get Credo, coming to us all the way from Denver, Colorado. And we're going to be talking today about the teacher's journey and what John is getting ready to embark on and, and uh, in, the, in the area of teaching sales. We're also going to talk a lot about SEO and how that's relevant and impactful for course creators who have some unique challenges. And we're just going to get into John's story a little bit and uh, really explore his journey. And there's so many lessons you can learn and insights about SEO especially. So grab a pen and paper and enjoy this conversation with John Darty. Welcome to the show, John. Chris, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's great to be with you today. And uh, John and I just met recently down in Cabo, Mexico. And in our conversations, uh, realized we had a lot in common. We both have a unique uh, shared interest in the outdoors and climbing specifically. Um, and it's a big part of uh, my life. And one of the ways I stay balanced is just combining the outdoor with the digital world. So we connected on that level. And then uh, I'm kind of an SEO geek. I, I don't have as much knowledge and wisdom as John has on the topic, but I, I really look forward to this conversation today uh, about SEO and your journey. So yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked to get into it. Yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm, yeah, as you said, I, uh, I've been an SEO for a long time, have about a decade of it, decade of experience, and I come from a family of educators. So that's uh, something that I'm passionate about. And always wanted to, you know, always looking to, to teach people what I know and, um, you know, kind of move in towards that in the future as well. That's awesome. Well, I know you're an SEO expert and your business, which people can see at getcredo.com, which uh, helps connect people with the different types of marketing needs they have, uh, SEO being a major one of those. Uh, but you, you're kind of about to embark on a path in terms of teaching uh, related to sales. Can you tell us like how that came about? Yeah, so I, I kind of see business and careers as a trajectory, right? Like, especially as an entrepreneur, um, we all take different steps. And, you know, I, I don't see it as, you know, you, 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 look t you learn marketing, you get a marketing degree, you go into marketing and you stay in marketing until you retire. Um, some people do that and that's fine for them. That's not the path that I want to take. And so, you know, for the last couple of years, I've been helping, uh, I've been helping businesses that are looking for an SEO expert or content marketing help, or, you know, an agency to help them out with multiple digital marketing channels, uh, basically learning about their project and getting them connected up with the right people, uh, making those introductions and then basically helping them make the right decision for who to hire and, and all those things based off of their needs. Um, and so, as I've been doing that, my, my customer, the person that actually pays me is the agency. Um, and so I realized that a lot of agencies are actually really, um, really bad at closing, uh, closing work and closing new clients. Um, and I've been wondering why that is, um, and basically learned that a lot of people that start agencies, so especially in the digital marketing world, there are a lot of boutique agencies now, you know, four to eight, and then on up, you know, from their number of people working for them. And uh, basically, the founder is the one doing all the sales, and they started their agency because they're really good at marketing, right? But they're not a salesperson. Um, and so, so one of the things I've been working with a lot of agencies on is basically tightening up their sales process um, and helping them, um, you know, sell sell better work and grow their agency that way. So it's not just about getting in new, you know, new leads or new 
uh, potential clients, but also actually closing them into work. Um, so I, I kind of see it as the natural next progression of my business, not just, you know, I, I don't just want to be a lead generation company. Um, that, that can definitely be part of it. And I'm, I'm trying to find someone to basically own, you know, that, that part of the, the business um, with obviously with my oversight. Um, but what, what I really want to do is I, I want to work with agencies to, to help them sell, you know, sell better work, retain, you know, retain their clients, all those sorts of things. Cause I have, you know, seven, eight years of uh, experience working with clients and retaining clients and, and all of that. I'm very good at that. Um, and so I want to uh, help them out with that knowledge as well. That's awesome. Well, let's take a step back and can you define in your words, what is the difference between marketing and sales? Uh, it's a great, great question. So marketing is basically getting, uh, getting your brand known or getting, you know, your product known, getting in front of the people that actually need it. Um, and then sales is the process of closing them into a paying customer. Um, it depends on the type of business that you have, like a software as a service company. Um, if you're going towards the, the small business audience, then you're not, probably not going to have a sales team, right? Like if someone can sign up and it's $29 a month and, and all that, then you know, you, you don't need a sales team. And it actually doesn't make sense to have someone hopping on the phone with them for something that's $29 a month especially since there's a lot of churn in that sort of world. However, if you're selling to the enterprise and you have, you know, you're selling two, three, $4,000 a month projects, that's going to take a personal touch. People don't just like give you their credit card for $2,000 a month project. Right. Um, that just, that just doesn't happen. Um, so, uh, so sales is actually hopping on the phone with them, learning more about their needs. What do they need? Putting together that right project for them, making them comfortable that you can do the work, sign, getting the contract signed. There's just a lot more to it. That's awesome. Well, let's, Bring that down to the course creator out there. Uh, recently, we released an add-on for Lyft LMS called Private Areas, which allows people to do coaching through their website in addition okay. to courses and memberships. Uh, and what people do is now they, by giving that personalized attention and touch through coaching, they can charge a lot more for their courses. But if we're going to have, or their, their you know, course plus coaching, but if we're going to have a $2,000 product or, you know, something that's very expensive on an ongoing monthly basis, what are some key, you know, sales things that people need to think about when their, their deal size goes up from like a hundred, 200 or $300 course to something much bigger? How's it different? Yeah, th there's a lot that's different to it. I mean, I would actually say that's, that's interesting with course creators um, because that's definitely like a, a value add on. Um, but what a lot of course creators don't realize or what a lot of people that haven't done a lot of consulting don't realize is, um, you know, th they'll start selling it, uh, start selling coaching, and then they'll charge way too little for it. And then they end up having a ton of, uh, you know, having to do a ton of phone calls and that kind of thing. Um, and, and they're not actually making that much more money, right? And they have a ton more stress and, you know, they're, they're super exhausted at the end of the day. Um, so, so what I would actually say is use your... Um, uh, your course for as basically lead generation for your coaching, if that makes sense. So, so your coaching can be, you know, something that you only offer to specific types of, uh, you know, companies or something like that. You know, anyone can sign up to your $200, you know, $200 SEO course. But, you know, if they actually want to get like your direct, um, uh, your direct advice, then, you know, then they're going to have to pay, you know, a premium for it. Um, and, and you should also be selective about the kinds of people that you take on as a, as a client. Um, so it, j just pricing yourself higher is going to price out a lot of the tire kickers, a lot of the people that are going to be, um, you know, kind of, kind of a pain, um, from a, from a support perspective. It's, it's funny how 
Um, the one thing I've learned a lot in the last couple of years is the the clients that are paying you more, they're going to be so much better and you're going to have a, like such a better, uh, such a better business and so much less stress, um, and such a better life, honestly, than if you're having, you know, than if you have, um, you know, 50 people paying you $200, $200 a month, right? Yeah. That's, that's 10 grand right there. Um, which sounds great, but I would much rather have two people paying me five grand a month each, uh, because I can go a lot deep with them. I can put more time into it. I can add a lot more value to their business. And they actually like, you know, th they're willing to invest, uh, invest the money, you know, in, 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 uh, in my expertise. Um, so, you know, th that's one thing that I would, that I would think about. However, um, you know, it, it's a lot harder to sell a $5,000 a month project than a, uh, or sorry, $5,000 a month project than a $200 a month, you know, engagement. Um, so, you know, you're going to have to do a lot more around, you know, th this is the experience that I have, th this is how I can help you. you know, these are the kinds of businesses that I've worked with. These are the kinds of things that, you know, that, that we go through. This is what an engagement looks like, basically spelling out, you know, every month we're going to do a phone call on the, you know, second and fourth Tuesdays of every month. It's going to be an hour. This is the kind of work that I, you know, th this is the homework that I'm going to give you. And this is basically what the end goal is. Um, so people, you know, they need to know exactly what they're going to get out of it, you know, at the end. Um, versus someone, you know, $200, a lot of people, a lot of business owners are going to be like, yeah, 200 bucks. Like, what do I have to lose? Right. Versus like it's a $5,000 a month project. They know that like they have to take it, they have to take it seriously and you have to take it more seriously as well. Let's talk about pricing a little bit. A lot of people listening to us right now, uh, they're experts first, they're marketing mm -hmm. salesperson, technologist second, like they, they come with this expertise and they're trying to get it online. They're trying to do it at scale. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to look at doing a coaching upsell on top of our course, how do we think about pricing? How do we find that price point and how do we get comfortable with a higher price point? And um, just to make the question even harder for you, um, there's like three main areas that people come from, which is, mm -hmm. you know, health, business and relationships. Is it, is your advice, would it change depe depending which, you know, sub niche somebody's in inside of one of those buckets or would it stay the same? Yeah, totally. And those are, those are great questions. And I mean, we could talk for hours about this, like there are whole conferences about this sort of thing. Um, so, so to your starting from the end, from your last question and working, working my way back, um, the, uh, the, the strategy definitely changes. Um, how much you can charge depends off of how much the upside is, right? Um, so like my own person, I do, I do some SEO consulting, you know, I have a couple of clients, but you know, they pay me, they pay me well, high four figures, low five figures a month. Um, but the upside that they have, like I've literally made one of my clients, I've made them an extra $50 million this year, five zero. Right. So like, I know that, you know, if I, if we drive so an additional hundred thousand visitors, it's going to mean, you know, this much more money for them every single month. Right. Um, and so I can basically like, ballpark how much you know how much they should be willing to pay and can sell directly to that right um so uh, you know, let me ask you a question yeah. on that point do you do you like that as a general rule like a 10x return or a 100x so like if you're going to pay me a thousand dollars what i give you is going to be able to generate ten thousand dollars uh based on you know what i'm teaching or doing for you or like a hundred x or like what, you know, is there a multiple that you've seen make sense in terms of cost versus uh, the ROI, the value on the other side? Yeah, it's a great question. I would say in, in business, uh, I will, so in, in my own, let me speak to my own business. So when, when, with, uh, with Credo, I try to get every, um, so every agency that I have on my platform that's paying me basically for leads, you could say, 
um, I, I try to get them a 10x return every month. Um, that, that's kind of my goal. So if they're paying me, let's say $2,000 a month, I try to introduce them to $40,000 worth of work with the goal that they close half of that, right? And so then they get you know a 10x return on that. Um, but par- part of it as well is you also need to find out from your client or from your potential client what they're expecting. Right. And then, and then basically like, and, and this is where, you know, sales comes in and you can say like, okay, normally, you know, I work with someone and they pay me a thousand, I make them 10,000. Right. So they get a 10 X return. If they're expecting to pay you a thousand dollars and make, and make a hundred thousand dollars, maybe their expectations are set wrong. Um, and you know, you either need to recalibrate their expectations or you just need to say like, I'm sorry, we're not a good fit. Right. Because you know, for, for, for what you're willing to pay, like, you know, your business isn't set up to be able to, you know, to be able to make you that. Um, so, so, so I, I think that's definitely, that's part of it right there. Like you need to get deeper into, um, you know, can you do the work? Can you, you know, can you sign them? And, and what's actually going to be a uh, successful engagement for them and for you, um, right? Like, I don't want to take on a client that's not, that we're not going to have a successful engagement and they're not going to leave me a glowing review, um, you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm also not going to learn things, right? Like all, all of that is important to me. Um, and I also, you know, have to have the skills that I can grow, you know, I can grow their business. Um, so same with someone, you know, teaching, teaching a course, right? Um, and this is also part of how you sell it too. This is part of how you market it where, you know, after you run through it a couple of times, you've done launches and, you know, keeping in touch with them, getting feedback on, okay, what, what resonated, what didn't, but then also what did they implement and what did they see from that? Then you can say, you know, people that, that, that take this course and implement, you know, the, the things that I tell them to do end up making a, you know, 20x return on average or something like that, right? And having testimonials and, you know, building that trust through there. And it's, it's, as I was talking about earlier, it's kind of a compounding effect um, where it's not just like a one and done launch and all of a sudden, you know, you're retired on a beach in Bali, right? Like that's not how it works. You have to do this again and again, you're iterating, um, you know, and, and then also like as you learn, and so, so going back to the pricing question, as you learn how much, you know, just how much money you're making people, how much they're, you know, how, how great of a return they're getting, um, you know, if you're charging 200 bucks uh, for, you know, lifetime value to the course, um, and they're, you know, the average person is making $40,000, you're charging way too little, right? Like if you can tell someone that you're going to make them $40,000, they should be willing to pay you, you know, two, two to $3,000 for that. Right. So raising your prices over time, eventually you hit a cap, um, you know, and, and then you kind of figure out like where, where their price sensitivity is or what you need to show them, um, you know, asking them, okay, like, what would it take? You're willing to pay me $500. What would, what would you want to get out of this course in order to pay me $2,000? Um, and you're going to learn so much about like what you can add in order to raise your prices and end up making more money and, and making them a better return as well. Wow. That's awesome. Well, I can't wait to dig into your, your sales <laughs> ebook. And, uh, I always appreciate talking to someone with such great wealth of knowledge around sales. Let me throw you another hard question at you. Yeah. What if the, uh, I'm trying for premium pricing, but the return is not quantifiable. So let's say it's some kind of uh, relationship or health course where there's not like a monetary return, but, you know, maybe a quality of life return. How do you sell that? Is it any different than like just straight up business ROI? Or is it really same thing, different terms? Yeah, that's a, that's a great, that's a great question. I mean, basically at the end of the day, if someone is paying you for something, they're expecting something in return, right? And then you have to ask, what is that worth to them? Right. And also ask them, like, what is it, you know, what is it worth? Um, I have a, I have a, a friend that um, we actually lived in uh, in Switzerland together over a decade ago now, um, and now she is a very well known, um, basically relationship coach um, in New York City, and she charges a lot of money. I mean, she works with billionaires, helping them like 
sort out why their past marriages failed and, you know, help and helping them have uh, successful, you know, relationships moving forward. Um, and yeah, they're billionaires. And so like, they're willing to pay her a lot of money, but she basically has this built up that like, if you, you know, if you really care about this, you know, if you really care about finding a mate, become the person that is the right, you know, kind of mate, um, you know, for the kind of person that you want to attract, then, you know, this is the work that we need to do. This is the time that we need to spend, um, you know, and, and people are willing, you know, and, and basically figure out like what, once again, where's their price sensitivity? Are they willing to pay, you know, a hundred dollars for that? And so, if so what can you give them? Right. And do you even want to work on that level or do you need to find the people that are willing to pay $10,000 a month for the next six months in order to, you know, find the mate that, that, you know, that, that they want to have for the rest of their lives. Um, so, so really it comes down to, you know, who, who is your customer? Um, you know, how, how much is this advice worth to them? Um, and, you know, and part of that customer is like, how much do they make and what time do they have and where are they located and, you know, and all of those things. So, and, you know, and, and, and you'll learn, you'll learn as you go. Um, so, you know, maybe you start off with, I don't know, $200 an hour, right. And you're doing like hour long phone calls with them. And you realize that actually I want to scale this up and this advice is worth way more to them. And so the next one, and, and this is something a lot of people don't think about with sales, Chris is, um, your, your new customer, your potential new customer or new client doesn't know what your other clients are paying you, right? People often forget that. Like, you know that your client is paying you $200 an hour. What if you pitch this new one on $500 an hour? If they say yes, then you know that there are people out there that are willing to pay $500 an hour. So how do you find more of those, right? And then the next one, pitch them on $800 an hour. If people are willing to pay it, great. If they're not, why not? Um, and so, so you can keep leveling up your pricing, your pricing that way. But it comes back to who is your customer? What are they expecting to get out of it? And what is that worth to them? That's awesome. I love that advice about just being scientific and testing hypothesis and just being comfortable with, you know, experimenting with your pricing and, and moving it up and seeing what happens. And that's just part of sales and evolution of business and pricing. So I, I really appreciate you. Totally. Bringing that up. Totally. Well, well, it's, it's also, it's also, you, you can take a scientific approach to, you know, to raising. It's not just like, Oh, I'm going to raise my prices from $200 to $400 and see what happens. But only raising your prices to $400 when you found out that people are making, you know, if they're making a 40x return, you know, on on what you're on what you're what they're paying you, like how do you make that a 10x return, right? And so so they're still making, you know, as much money, but they're, you know, paying you a bit more for it. Um so so once again, it's getting that feedback from your current customers about like what is this actually worth to them and then ballparking, you know, where where it should be. Um and once again, asking that question of, okay, you paid me $200. What would it have taken, you know, ahead of time for you to be willing to pay me a thousand dollars, you know, for, for the same, for the same type of return. Um, and really listening to that feedback and, and, and building your marketing that way. That's awesome. And rabbit hole on pricing. Um, it seems like the Holy grail of it all is, you know, priceless. What MasterCard sells, like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, like you need it for these priceless things, like mm -hmm. the ability to walk your daughter down the aisle or, you know, be at your, you see your grandchild born. Like if it's a health course or whatever, some things are so valuable, you can't even attach a price tag on it. And then the question mm -hmm. becomes, well, who is my target market? What can they actually afford? And, uh, I mean, there is ultimately a price, but you know, there are things out there that are kind of intangible that are extremely val valuable to people. So, um, yeah, totally, yeah, I love, totally. I love the conversation around pricing. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about some of your skills in SEO. Uh, course creators, membership site builders, they have this big problem. Uh, there's two problems. One of them is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is when your course content is behind a, a login or a members area or whatever, 
it's not really indexed or even if it is, it's not going to like rank in the search results. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other problem that course creators have from an SEO perspective is uh, it's, it takes a lot of work to build a, a really quality course and membership mm-hmm. site and learning experience and coaching program that sometimes creating a bunch of free con indexable free content is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a challenge of capacity for somebody who's already that busy with the learning content that's mm-hmm. private. So let's, let's talk, get some SEO advice to those, those two challenges. Yeah, totally. So, so I have um, a couple of pieces of pieces of advice uh, for this. So one is uh, first things first, your content just, I mean, your content is what you're selling, right? Your, your logged in course content is what you're selling. So that, that has to be amazing. Um, right. And, and having amazing content like that and having customers that are really happy that are getting a great return from it, that's going to be your best marketing, right? Cause other people are going to want to tell, you know, tell their friends about it. Right. Like if you're, if you're, uh, if you have a course to teach people how to make like, I don't know, vegan food, right. Let's, um, just as an example, then, um, you know, and, and the vegan community is like, uh, what, what's the joke about like, who, who are the people that are the, the only people that will tell you more about like their lifestyle than people that do CrossFit are vegans, um, something like that. Like it's an engage. And my point there is like that's not a, a, a you know a, um, a knock on vegans at all, but they're a passionate, passionate community, just like the CrossFit community, right? Um, and so if you can, you know, if you can nail that, you know, nail that uh, group and really teach them what they need to know, then they're going to tell their friends about it, right? And so that's that's great. Um, so so you absolutely have to start there. But once you have that content there and you know, you, you have the, you know, your different lessons and, you know, and that sort of thing, um, you know, all logged in then, and, 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 and there's actually something to that that I'd like to touch on. Um, I was talking about this with, uh, Joe, uh, Casabona, who was in Cabo with us, um, where basically he's teaching people how to like make websites and, you know, make WordPress themes and that sort of thing. Um, and so within, within SEO, there's this idea of keyword research, right? So basically you can use Google's AdWords tool or Moz is a, is a very well-known, um, uh, software tool, um, in the, in the SEO community. So they have this thing called, they call it keyword explorer. It's like moz.com slash explorer, um, where basically you can, uh, do research into terms that people are searching for and see how many times per month they're being searched for. Right. So higher the volume is often the, the more competitive it is, but you can also get more traffic and, you know, it's going to be worth more potentially. Um, so one thing that I advise Joe to do is, you know, go search for like, you know, people searching, you know, how to create a WordPress theme, how to build a website on, you know, WordPress or how to use Lyft or LMS to create a, you know, create how to create a membership site. And then, you know, and then basically funneling people down um, into that. So create your course first. Um, and you can use that keyword research as well to inform the lessons that you're, you know, that you're, uh, that you're creating. Um, and then once you've done that, then I recommend going back and, you know, y- yes, it, it, it does take a lot of time to create, you know, awesome content and, you know, provide this great experience and do the coaching and, you know, and all of those things. But, you know, once you've created it, then you basically have an evergreen, um, you know, asset in order to sell, you know, again and again and again, obviously, you're gonna have to update it over time, but you know, it's, it's relatively evergreen. So then you can go back in the time that you were spending creating that course, you can now actually use to build, you know, build landing pages. Um, I, I say build landing pages, you know, that, that don't give away the secret sauce, right? But you know, create a landing page for if you're, you know, teaching how to build a WordPress theme, right? You can you can do the keyword research around like, you know, what are the template files I have to include in a WordPress theme, right? You have a lesson about that. You, you have a sign up button at the bottom, right? In this, in this lesson, you will learn, you know, about the eight different ty- types of, uh, you know, templates uh, that you need within a, a WordPress theme and, you know, all, all, all this different stuff. Um, 
So you can go back and I would just go back and, you know, very systematically, you know, try to get out like one or two a week, dedicated landing pages, logged out landing pages about the different lessons that you have that have been informed by keyword research. Um, and then, you know, over time, those will, you know, those will rank and you can get someone into, you know, if they're looking for how to build a WordPress, uh, how to build a WordPress theme, then you have a whole course about that, but also like smaller pieces. And then you can play around with even different pricing, right? Like maybe they don't want to know how to create a whole WordPress theme, but they want to learn about you know, a, a specific thing within, you know, within WordPress development. And so you can charge them like one off for that lesson as opposed to making them pay $199 for the whole course, right? Um, so, so that opens up a lot for you as well. That's awesome. Well, let's get clear on some terms. In terms yeah. of uh, landing pages, could that just be a blog post or, I mean, define the term to, for the non-marketer yeah. out there. When you say landing page, what do you mean? Yeah, totally. So it could be it, it could be a blog post, um, but you know, in this case, these are more like conversion oriented uh, conversion oriented pages. So you know, obviously within within WordPress, there's the idea there's the there are the ideas of and taxonomies of your pages and your posts, right? Posts are often like blog posts. Pages are like dedicated pages that you have to link to from your navigation or something like that. Um, so I would actually say build these out as uh, as pages within within WordPress specifically. Yeah. Um, and so you could start with like, you know, you have, uh, uh, you know, domain.com, right? Just in general, like, you know, your, your domain.com slash, uh, you know, uh, WordPress. And then, you know, so, so that's your like learn to build or, or WordPress theme, right? So that could be like your learn to build a WordPress theme course. And then off of that, you can have that as like your parent and then you can have the child of, you know, how to, um, you know, the, the files that you need and, you know, hosting and, and, and whatever else it is, you know, whatever the lessons are that, that you have there. And so within each of those, having content about, you know, this is what the specific lesson is about and having a call to action at the bottom, you know, sign up or, you know, information about how much it costs and, and all of that. So, um, yeah, so, so, so I'd actually say that's, and those are basically like your product pages, right? Um, you don't want to post as your product page, like actually build a, a dedicated page around that. Um, and then posts are more like, you know, free information about, you know, how to build a, um, uh, topics basically around the, the information that you're teaching. Right. So you can go a lot deeper with, you know, with WordPress themes, for example. Um, so, uh, you know, or, or like give away some free recipes or, you know, or, or whatever, whatever it is that you're, that, that you're teaching people about. That's super cool. I'm going to give one tip and then I'm going to hit you up for some free SEO advice. Okay. Uh, my one tip is um, with uh, if those of you listening are using Lyft LMS to build your courses, we have the ability to mark a lesson as what we call free and open. Uh, and that's a lesson that somebody can easily view. It is indexable by the search engines. They don't have to log in to see it. It's kind of like the free cookie at the cookie counter. And yeah. um, it's like a free sample that people can try. So like on a, as one tactic, I always recommend people giving away two of their best lessons um, for SEO purposes, but also just to build trust and show that you've got the goods in advance of asking for a login or money. Um, yeah. So and my, then my, 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 my yeah. tip with that, Chris is, uh, and, and maybe you've taken this into account because you've studied SEO as well, but, uh, making sure that you're linking to those, um, to those lessons that you're giving away those public lessons, making sure you're linking to those from other pages on your website. Uh, because if they're just orphaned, you know, if they're not being linked to from anywhere else, they're, they're just not going to rank, right? They might not even get indexed. They, if they're in your sitemaps, then they then they they probably will get indexed, but they're not going to rank for anything substantial. Um, so make sure that you're linked to them from blog posts and, you know, the sidebar of your blog, maybe your top navigation, if it makes sense um, as well. 
That's great. And, and correct me if this is the wrong term, but is that called deep linking where when you're writing about something, you link to something else inside your website? Is that what that is? Yeah, that's one of the terms that can be used for it. I just call it internal linking. Yeah. So you're just making sure you're linking from, you know, other relevant pages to it. Okay. Um, well, the, the part where I hit you up for free advice is another strategy for course creators. Um, this yeah. is something I do for literal LMS, which is a software, not necessarily courses. But um, I have a podcast that we're all, we're doing right now. Um, yep. I send the uh, the audio files that get transcribed. All these words we're using in phrases become keyword phrases that get indexed, and then the podcast kind of sits like at the top of our funnel, where people who are searching for things like SEO for course creators or uh, how to price my course or uh, you know, how to, how to add coaching to an online course, all these like phrases, it would take forever to write articles about all this, but it's mm -hmm. not that difficult or it's for me anyways, it's more time efficient to talk to smart people like you and, um, you know, get great content out there and then just do some best practices. I send it through to something called rev.com. They transcribe it. Mm -hmm. uh, my team helps put the post together in the podcast episode and it gets syndicated to iTunes and all over the Stitcher radio and everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and I think course creators, especially since they're focused on a topic, that means they're, they could potentially have a podcast uh, around that topic and interview other experts or even run a solo show if, if that's their, their thing. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think about that idea or any, any other um, you know, ways to optimize that idea? Yeah, I like it. Um, I think, and, and I actually do the same thing. I've been producing a series of uh, videos and interviews just like this um, on the Credo site as well with like well-known marketers talking about entrepreneurship and ads and technical SEO and enterprise SEO and, you know, what have you. And so the goal there is, you know, to rank for some of those, uh, for some of those keywords. So I think that's a great, a great way to do it. Um, and another, you know, kind of interesting content as well, right? And I think the interesting thing there is, you know, you have this podcast, um, you know, video cast, whatever you want to call it, the audio goes out, but then we're also talking about it. People can see you, they can get to know Chris Badgett, right? And um, so they start to come to see you as uh, an authority on the space, right? On, on course creation, um, even though like you already are, but now they actually realize it, right? Rand Fishkin did the same thing with Moz where he started doing Whiteboard Friday, where it was a video every week. He's been doing it for like 10 years now. Um, and that really built his name as an SEO expert. He is very good at SEO, um, but, but, but that's what really helped like build his, you know, build his name. So you can use these videos as basically building trust with your potential audience. So it's not just like, um, you know, Erin Flynn was in, was in Cabo with us. Right. And so she teaches online courses. Um, you know, and so, so it's not just like, oh, I'm going to buy this like WordPress course by this woman named Erin. It's no, I'm going to buy, you know, this from Erin Flynn, who I know who, you know, who does these great interviews and I've seen her, you know, talk, you know, talking about this stuff. Like I trust her. I know she's be able to teach me what I need to know. Um, so, so that can be a great way to do it. One other tip. So around SEO specifically is, um, I like what you're doing, you know, putting out the video, doing the transcript, it gets, you know, indexable, unique content on the page. I do the same thing. I use speech pad instead of rev. Um, but I've heard great things about rev. Um, but one of the things I'd recommend doing is, you know, publish, publish the post, uh, promote it, you know, promote it everywhere, get your audience to promote it as well, get your community to promote it. Um, and then, you know, some months later, I would actually recommend going back to, uh, to search console, Google search console. So you don't really see organic keywords in analytics anymore, but you show them to you in search console. So go back and actually drill down to those, uh, to those posts, like the, you know, video interviews that you did and all that and see what, 
you're actually getting impressions for on those posts, right? So you might be doing, you know, content creation or uh, SEO for content creators, right? As, as the post, as the, uh, the title of this um, episode that we're doing, but maybe you're also going to start getting impressions for like, you know, sales for course creators and, you know, exactly the, the examples that you were giving. And so then you can, and maybe you're ranking like middle of the second page, right? Middle of the third page. You're not, you're not going to get any traffic for that, but a couple people have seen it. So then the question comes, okay, what is, um, what's the search volume of this term? I would recommend using a Chrome extension called keywords everywhere. Um, we're basically with it within search console. It doesn't tell you the search volume, but if you use keywords everywhere, it puts the search volume right next to it within search console. So super cool. And you can say, okay, this is actually a high traffic term that people are willing to pay money for with ads. So that means it's going to convert um, and then go and create, you know, another episode or write a blog post or create a course around that. Right. Um, so, you know, that's another way to kind of identify, you know, what are the, the terms that Google or, you know, yeah, specifically Google in this case, things that your website is relevant for. And then you can go and create dedicated pages, dedicated content around those terms um, to, you know, rank on the first page and drive traffic for those terms as well. That's awesome. And that is worth the price of admission, folks. John <laughs> just uh, dropped a lot of knowledge bombs there. And uh, I, I love how you put on the scientific hat and be like, okay, let's, that's great. We're doing these best practices, but let's go see what's happening in Google, what phrases are actually ranking. And then if we want to optimize, let's double down on what we're ranking for, which is always not exactly what we thought it was going to be. And I mean, every time I've done any kind of SEO research, I'm like, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm like, oh, it's that thing over there. I know mm -hmm. that um, the, our, this podcast is one of the number one things when I ask a, somebody, how'd you hear about us? They're like, oh, I saw a video or I heard you on a podcast. And mm -hmm. I know that that is like big, but I'm not really looking at like where, what is, you know, where's the majority of the traffic coming to into that piece of the funnel. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a really great insight. I appreciate that. Yeah. absolutely. Well, and, then, and then, Yeah. And then just how do you expand it? Right. Like that's the proactive part of SEO. It's not just like blindly creating content, but taking that data driven approach to it. And it doesn't have to be dry, like keyword stuffed content, right? You can actually write like really interesting content around these keywords. And that's what the search engines want you to do anyways. And that's the kind of stuff they want you to, they want to rank. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Well, what do you recommend for SEO as people go through the various phases of business? Like if I'm, you know, it's a, I'm a side hustle and I'm just starting out. Mm -hmm. I have no resources versus okay, I'm making money. I can hire a part-time SEO help. What do I do? And then mm -hmm. somebody who's like doing really well and I'm like, I'm ready to scale. I'm ready to pay to play. Like, can you talk to those three levels a little bit? Yeah, totally. So, I mean, everyone has to start somewhere, right? Like I, I had a point in my life where I didn't know what SEO was, right? I was hearing about like search engine friendly URLs. It's like 2008, right? It was like, I was developing on the Joomla platform. I was like, I, I have no clue what these are, right? Um, so, you know, everyone has to start somewhere. I would actually say if you're a course creator, you're, you know, you're, it's a side hustle, you're just getting started and you're trying to figure out how do you build an audience? Um, if you want to learn about SEO, I would say, um, the best place to go is still to the very first stuff that you learn, uh, type, uh, beginner's guide to SEO, search that in Google or uh, it's on Moz. Um, it'll, it'll come up first. And basically it's like a 10 to 12 page, um, uh, dive into SEO to give you a primer on like, what do we mean by, you know, URLs and what do we mean by keyword research and what do we mean by, you know, all these different things. Um, and so you can, so, so start there. I would actually say uh, th there's a PDF version that they offer. I would say download that. 
um, download that, print it off. So when I first started in SEO and my, when I got my first full-time job in SEO in 2010, um, I walked in my first day, my boss had a PDF copy of that printed off on my, on my desk. I carried that thing with me for the next year, like in my backpack, right? I'd be at the laundromat in Philadelphia where I was living at the time. And I would be reading, I'd be reading this. It's all marked up. I think I still have it. I probably, I need to find it. Um, but like, that's how I got started learning SEO. Right. And then, you know, reading Moz and reading search engine land and these other sites, like learn as much as you can, um, you know, find the people to, to follow on Twitter. The SEO community is super active on Twitter. Um, so, you know, people share a lot of stuff there. So, um, I would say, you know, start off there and educate yourself as much as you can when you have, and then also like, you know, especially around like WordPress SEO, right? Like you lifter, lifter LMS is mostly, is, is just WordPress at this point. Right. Um, yep. so, you know, uh, Yoast, uh, Juice the Valk is the, is the founder, um, Yoast.com there. Yoast is like the, the most well-known, um, and honestly, in my opinion, the best, um, SEO plugin for WordPress. Um, they have a phenomenal guide. Them and um, Glenn Alsop of Viper Chill have great guides to WordPress SEO. Um, so go read those. Um, absolutely, you have to read those. And then, you know, as you move up the chain and you have more money to, you know, to spend on it, um, you know, you're starting to see uh, more traffic coming in. You're getting more conversions. You're making more money. Um, I would, if you want to go deeper, I would actually recommend. Um, uh, so my old agency, Distilled, uh, Distilled.net slash you. They have this thing called Distilled You, where basically we built out like the training that we always wanted to see that we wish we had had. Um, and so it's like forty bucks a month. You know, pay for it for a few months. You know, go through it, learn all about. There's like interactive quizzes and that sort of thing. Like it's it's a super cool platform. Um, so, you know, spend 80 bucks, 120 bucks and, you know, get an SEO education from some of the best. Um, and then, you know, from there, like, at, you know, as you've grown, if you have, you know, if you have a six figure course, multiple six figures course, um, and you basically want an expert to get, you know, a uh, perspective on it, you know, you can go to like clarity.fm and, you know, hop on the phone for an hour and pay someone, you know, by the minute to uh, chat with you about SEO. Or if you actually want someone to get in and do a deep like technical SEO audit, keyword research, you know, help you put together a content strategy, maybe even help you execute on that content strategy and come talk to me, honestly, like shameless plug at Credo, like, you know, uh, fill out, you know, fill out the form there. Um, and, you know, let's chat about what you need. Um, you know, we mostly help people that have like thousand plus dollars a month um, to, uh, you know, to spend um, on something like this. But, you know, if, if you can spend, let's say you spend $2,000 a month, and, you know, it helps you increase your organic traffic by 10,000 visits a month or 20,000 visits a month. Like that, that's the gift that keeps on giving and you're, you're going to keep making that money even after you stop working with someone. Um, so yeah, you like, you basically have, uh, you know, there are multiple things that you can spend. You can spend time, you can spend money, you can spend expertise. You're spending some combination of those. So if you don't have money, you're going to spend time. If you don't have time, you're going to have to spend money. Um, so it just depends on the, um, the, the phase that you're at. That's awesome. I really appreciate that. And for those of you listening, uh, having a solid SEO person like John on your bench and is, is so worth it if you can afford it. Uh, I happen to be an SEO geek and I kind of get into it, but most people aren't in my experience. Like they're not really, they don't want to go deep or once they figure out something, they don't necessarily want to implement it. Um, mm -hmm. Cause SEO, it's just, it takes an interesting mind. So if you can find an SEO partner, uh, to work with, like John and his team or and people John recommends, I highly recommend it. But before you do all that, I, I think it's well worth it to just spend a couple days or a month or two just getting the fundamentals. Because once you understand the fundamentals, you'll mm -hmm. just naturally create better content, name things better, uh, you know, write better headlines, all these things that help uh, the way you 
you know, title the images you put on your website, all these things add up and you can just yeah. get a few best practices. It can really move the needle because most people don't do those things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. well, well, then you also know how to hire for it. I think is the yeah. thing, you know, the questions to ask if someone's talking to you about keyword density, which was like a pretty industry accepted thing back in the day. And now it's like complete bunk, right? If someone's talking to you about like the keyword density of your articles, you know, not to hire them because they're like super old school or they're, you know, they're, they're not actually going to move the needle for you. So um, just to give a quick example of that, like it's actually, I, I don't think SEO is that hard to learn. Um, getting it implemented can be hard, especially if you're not a developer, it can be hard. Um, but I, I recently spoke with a woman that she's a um, also a relationship coach. Somehow I'm connected with all these relationship coaches. Uh, I'm happily married. Um, but uh, she was telling me about, she basically had about five, 6,000 visits a month, uh, something like that from search. Um, and she went and she watched basically all of Rand's Whiteboard Friday videos, devoured the you know beginner's guide to SEO, read, read as much as she could. And she went and went back and like re-optimized a lot of her content and then created new content as well. And in the last five months, she's taken her traffic from five, 6,000 uh, visits a month from organic to like 27, 28,000 a month. Um, like just on her own. And she, she's a relationship coach. She's on SEO. Right. She like, she got the basics, right? Yeah. Um, so, so it's definitely possible to move the needle like on your site to move, to get more traffic and business from SEO without being an SEO expert. That's awesome. Well, for those of you listening, if you want to connect with John, go find out more at getcredo.com. That's G E T C R E D O. And where are you at on Twitter, John? I'm at Darty, J-F, D-O-H-E-R-T-Y, which is my last name, J-F, John Francis. Um, and, and that's actually the best, the best way to reach me. I'm on Twitter um, a lot and I, you know, try to respond to everyone. Um, so yeah, that's the best place. And then if you, if you want to chat about this sort of stuff and, you know, you're looking for someone, uh, my email is just my first name at gatecredo.com. So feel free to shoot me an email, you know, tell me you heard me on the, the LMS cast um, and uh, happy to chat. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, John, for coming on the show and sharing your story with us. And we wish you all the best on your, your sales training work that you're getting into. Thank you, Chris. I, uh, I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm really glad I met you all in Cabo because I was looking for a good, uh, a good LMS. So I'm, I'm definitely going to give, uh, give Lifter LMS a look. Awesome.